I think self-care sounds like a really fancy word and inaccessible, but it's really like what makes you feel comfortable? What is going to reconnect you to yourself? What makes you feel safe and happy? What will turn on the parasympathetic nervous system? You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realized it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Here we are. Great to see you again. Wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> Wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> Wherever you go, you're right here. I'm wearing my, my suit. I'm my cream suit. This is on day three of the cream suit. Day five. Hey guys, here's a pro tip. Uh, hey guys, Chris, if you want to be a fashion blogger, wear the same thing for eight weeks Kristen straight. and I do this probably... Every week, we choose a few pieces of clothing that we just wear every day. Every day. Staples that like- Until like it stains really on it. Dirt. Yeah, mm-hmm. you wait till the stains. Wait till like it stains. This is starting to smell. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, we're using, yeah. But everyone thinks I look chic when they first see me. Just don't get close. Just don't get close. <laughs> I'm a little, little stinky. Um, you guys, I am not sure if you saw it, but we did a Facebook Live with Lacey. Yeah, it was really uh My friend Ryan, powerful. I saw, and she said she was crying. I just saw someone today at Barry's, and they said they were, they, Miranda, her friend watched it and was like so touched. Shut up. Yeah. Lacey's questions, shout out to the Free and Native team, who we will poach yeah. eventually. Um, <laughs> those questions were incredible. So thoughtful, and there was like this through line, like every question mm-hmm. led into the next in a way that was like, Almost like we were taking off like one layer at a time Damn, yeah. and like getting like more raw and real. Yeah. And I didn't expect to actually get that I didn't um, either. intimate. I didn't either. I don't normally say that kind of stuff or share that kind of stuff. And yeah. that was the real deal. That was really good. So to kind of bring you up to speed, Lacey Phillips, she's been on the podcast before of Free and Native. She's a master manifester, but she has her own podcast now. Mm-hmm. Um, and she brings on expanders mm-hmm. and we were honored to be on and yeah. It was so good. Was I think you can watch it still on her page now. You can. And it'll be the the higher quality version will be on her website. Yeah. We'll be on her website. Hopefully we can share that with you. Um, but that was amazing. That felt really good to yeah. do. Yeah. Why did it feel good? Just like I felt like Lacey was really good because I felt like she was interested. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time with being interviewed sometimes because I feel like I can pick up if someone's interested or not. Yeah, and I guess I assume people are not interested in what I'm saying if it's about me. But I, mm. but it was she was very interested and it felt really good. Yeah, totally really agree. You know, yeah, I was a little out of body to share those things, and I think like 
you know, we got kind of personal about our childhood, our family and things like that. And I don't know. I just like think people are, I feel like this rising consciousness to start to talk about those things that do kind of make you feel out of body or Mm -hmm. things like that, like so that we can connect on a deeper level. And even though we were like over Instagram live, I do feel like a lot of people connected Mm -hmm. just because we were kind of like no limits on what we were Mm -hmm. talking about. I know it's weird. I can't imagine having a limit. Yeah. Or like I, not. Yeah, I know. I do, I guess, in some senses, I have a limit. I but think I, you're private in certain ways, but yeah. then when you are, yeah. like you're willing to share, you just share it. Yeah. Everything. I can't imagine like being scared to share certain things. I guess there's some things I don't share. Mm-hmm. We're very introspective today on yeah. this 30 Nation. We are. <laughs> we had an interview cancel, so, you know. <laughs> That's what you do, guys. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, schedule 18 interviews and have four of them actually happen. Yeah, because you know. <laughs> because you're that you're a priority and that you matter. So yeah, it's the craziest thing, but I mean, life happens, you know, we do it mm-hmm. all the time, but, uh, life happens if you're a bitch, but it's kind of annoying. Cause we, we plan our whole day around it. Mm-hmm. So plan our whole day. Sometimes I'm glad, <laughs> but yeah, in this case, I wasn't, yeah, I know I was pumped to talk to this person. I know me too. Pumped. Oh, well, oh, well, we'll call them out so, when they come. So uh, you guys will know. Hey, <laughs> 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 that's uh, what Jess and I've been doing lately. Hey, <laughs> Hey, what does he feel? From Simpsons? Yeah. He just says I do that all the time. <laughs> He's like, you always are like fucking with me and you always are like messing with me and you're always like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. You're his own Simpson character. I am. I'm a beautiful Simpson character. <laughs> that's, that's the key to love y'all. Um, okay. This one. Yo. This one. Amanda Chantal Bacon. Blew me out of the water. Blew us away. Uh, she has a new, actually, last name. I'll, I forget off the top of my head, but she uh, just got married. Uh, She's got a few that years love ago, but glow. like, yo, the She's love. She's got that glow. lover's glow. Um, walked in just pure as a little angel. She's actually not of this planet. I was thinking about it more and more. We're gove. How we thought she's like a star seed. Like mm-hmm. literally her she's eyes. She's looking at me. I'm like, oh, you're not of this earth. Yeah. And it's funny that she started moon juice. Yeah. Damn, that's so true. <laughs> I didn't think about the name, but I was just like, she's talking to me. I'm like, oh, you're not of this earth. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to our planet. Or like, I felt like she's like kind of welcoming us. Like, mm. you know what I mean? And I mean that truly yeah, in and like I, the best way. The best way. way. Cause she was just so cool and she's so smart and she's so down to earth. And I just felt like it was refreshing that she didn't hold anything back and she was willing to talk and share about anything. And, um, she's so in love with her family and she's so in love with what she does. I mean, what she's managed to build with moon juice is insane. Moon juice is like my favorite brand. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And And they always have the best stuff and it's delicious. It's sourced ethically. Like it just is the best. I'll just, I I also just love that she didn't know how to, besides being a chef, mm. that was like obviously foundation for, for the brand, but like all the other things that come with being an entrepreneur and starting a huge company, she had no idea. Yeah. That's and like I love thread. that. She, yeah. And she just, she learned, she mm-hmm. was committed to learning and then to hiring people who could do it even better. And I just love her commitment to one learning and to 
like nourishment and beyond food, just like making that time to spend time with her family. Like it's, you can do it. Yep. This is kind of like, this is definitely an expander for. Yeah. Her prioritization of her family is like goals, literally insane. Mm-hmm. And it's just that holistic lifestyle that we, you know, really believe in that we, um, has seen change our lives. We've seen change the lives of others. Mm-hmm. And we talk about, I mean, it's just felt really good. It's just a really natural conversation about her story, her journey, being in love just felt nice. Mm-hmm. I think you guys are going to love this one. Yes. Um, so you can uh, visit our website for any extra information on Moon Juice, our giveaways, our codes for this episode, et cetera. And also visit our website to find us on the road, almost35podcast.com slash tour. Seattle's um, coming up. Coming up. We're so excited. Um, All right, guys, enjoy this episode with Amanda Chantal Bacon of Moon Juice. I like your shoes. Thanks, honey. She just complimented them, too. They're really good. Don't look at my my gnarly toes. (laughs) Close toe queen. Close toe queen. You know who loves you? Who? Pia. Oh, I love Pia. She like, when we met her, we did a panel with her. Yeah. Where'd you guys do a panel? Um, At the Propel Fitness event. So it was just about her like founding um, LPA the label and her journey and everything like that. It was awesome. And she was literally, we didn't ask and she was raving about you. I love her. She loves you. She is. She was like, she's she's the realest and you you both probably connect because you both are. Yep. She was like, I want to live her life. (laughs) She like loves you. I love her. I she's got a really good life. She's mm, got a good look, life. She's got a great life. You do life. too. I do too. We all have good lives, actually. Yeah, we really do. Let Completely. me take this royal jelly shot. I know. <laughs> now, have they um, sponsored this program? No. Or are you genuinely interested? Oh, that's a good one. They should sponsor. But yeah. They're going to sponsor. Do we need to like give them a shout out yeah. and they'll sponsor your next program? Beekeepers Naturals, Beelixir, Brain Fuel. <laughs> Get ready. Should we all take some brain awesome on the pod? <laughs> I know we could have given you one. So we were talking about, um, oh, always having to feeling like being on social media. Oh God. Yeah. Social media. I know we were talking about, I just had a great weekend away with my mm. family out of the heat wave at a wonderful resort called Terranea. <laughs> <laughs> and they were so wonderful and um, invited us out for the weekend. And then I, you know, well, did you post for yeah. them? And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, it's wait. Can I cur- mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. I think I was meant to post for them. <laughs> we won't be invited back. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I'm not good at that. And speaking of friends that are really good at that, Pia. Pia. Pia's really good at that. She's really good at like putting her voice through things and yeah. being really like. It's her. It's her. It's just her it's and her, her life. She's not posting about, I don't think she's promoting anything besides mm-hmm. LPA for the most part, but she's well, like. I think she's promoting a lot of things. Really? Yeah. Like Am social justice too. Oh, well, she yeah. did a lot about, yeah. you know, what's going on in Mexico. I mean, she promotes a lot of things, but it feels Authentic. real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are things that she really likes mm-hmm. and then they really like her. And then she's really getting those things for free. Mm-hmm. And but you know, it's also helpful for people that are looking at her and saying, Well, what what is she doing? Show me, show me the real day in the life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, she tags everybody. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. how the world goes around. And I'm really bad at that. I know. Do you, do you ever stress over that or no? Or it's just kind of like, oh, I don't know. I don't do it. No big deal. I don't know if that comes fully naturally to me. Sometimes yeah. it happens. 
Sometimes it happens. Sometimes I'll, you know, have like too many matches and then there's just like a flurry of stories where everything <laughs> seems like really interesting to me. And did you guys see a million dollar stories? There's like eight stories. I'm getting busy. 20 brain dust. You're yeah. like, hey. I'm like, I can, I can do this. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I can't, you know, eh, yeah, I crash. Are you a projector? <laughs> do you know your human design? Somebody gave me my human design and they emailed it to me and shoot, I could probably check okay. my email no, I and we curious. could figure it out. Because I feel like that too with social media. I'm like, I don't have always have something to say. Oh, you mm. are. Yes. And, you're, and I don't know. Too. I don't I'm know a what manifest that means. generator. Yep. I don't actually don't know what a, just a manifester. I don't know either. Is we'll have to look that up. Yeah. Makes magic. Who knows? <laughs> I'm an introvert. Makes so. pages. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I'm a serious introvert. Well, how does that look like in your life? Well, I mean, it's so weird because it looks like I'm on podcasts and it looks like I'm smiling for pictures and it looks like I'm getting up with headsets on and doing panels and signing books and smiling and loving it. And I am in the moment. Like I'm having a really nice time yeah. now. This feels totally normal. But I think, you know, like my deep soul desire and inclination mm-hmm. is always to be all alone. Yeah. Hiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really mm-hmm. you know, and so the Instagram stories, it's like I'm much better at doing other people or the thing that's in front of me. I'm not one to flip the camera on myself. I only started taking selfies when I got myself a husband. Mm-hmm. And he's so well, cute. And you want to show him off? <laughs> well, no, because he goes on For tour. Oh. And then I got to like, you know, send the sexy selfies. Oh, you sent him the sexy selfies. <laughs> yes. I feel that. <laughs> I used to do that. And then um, my phone got stolen by a pervert. And then I started oh. to be stalked for like eight months. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. The dude in my yoga studio. Oh my God. I had all my sexy pictures on my phone. And every time I was in yoga, he would take my phone and send himself my pictures. Oh my God. And then blackmail me with them. What? Yeah, that was actually crazy. the craziest thing. Who is this person? Um, His name is... Uh, I feel uh, like we should just out him yeah, right now. Frank, I think, but that might be a fake. Where did he work at the Golden? Yeah, Golden Bridge Yoga. Sorry, oh, well, y'all. Yeah, no, let's out this person yeah. right now. I'm all about. His that. name's like no. Frank Perez or something. Frank Perez, but he worked at, at front desk at a bunch of different the yoga studios. Hollywood, no Golden, Golden Bridge. Bridge. No, they don't have in, it anymore in Santa Monica. In Santa Monica, I think they rebranded. Because okay. there was like seven or eight girls that he was doing this to. Okay. Well, if anyone knows Frank yeah. I'll show you from Golden Bridge. Yeah. His uh, Facebook profile was crazy. Okay. Well, more more outing of Yeah. And then Frank's. when he would like blackmail, he'd be like, what do you like respond to me or I'm going to ruin your career. And then oh my God. the cops made one of the girls reply and be like, what? what do you want? And he was like, more pictures. <laughs> <laughs> like at a point, me and my boyfriend were like, yo, Google boobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like literally Google boobs. You could find them. <laughs> like mine weren't bad. It wasn't like I was like fucking a cucumber. It was just like me. But I'm like, honestly, like this isn't, I was like, I don't know. One of my friends was like, you're going to get famous from this. She's like, this is your chance. <laughs> I was literally thinking. She's like, this is your like, chance. Like, did it run, go through your head? I also, have you ever seen someone fuck a cucumber? Maybe. What was that? Fuck whatever. <laughs> but it wasn't like doing anything raunchy. I know, I know. It's just yeah. like, like you've probably done yeah. it. Like just being cute and sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you should go back to doing that for Jay. I know. It was probably, <laughs> it was like, it was a like younger time. It was like early on too. Totally. Um, how'd you meet your husband? We actually knew each other for a long time. We were friends for a long time. Wow. Hmm. And it was that moment that I never believed was real. That moment that you see in the movies. 
Really? When it's your friend. When it's raining. And then, well, it wasn't raining. We were in a motel room, but it's your friend. And then all of a sudden, it's the love of your life. In one second. Did you feel it before, like any sexual tension, or it was just kind of really? I loved him. And I had all the respect in the world for him. And every other woman on this planet thought he was so sexy. I just did, you know. He's a musician, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's sexy. It it is a really, he's a drummer. Oh, Mm. come on. Yeah. Honey. Why? How long were you friends? For like six years. Really? Crazy. And Crazy. Did he say he loved you the whole time? Probably. Or no. Did you guys both, wow. No, we had like a mutual respect for one another and like a, a true fondness that was not sexualized at all. Like there was no manipulation. There wasn't one person who was trying for something. It was like this really naive, genuine moment and it was really it was a heart connection Mm. and so that the lesson I've learned is that the craziest sex you can have actually comes from like this really pure respect and admiration and heart connection Mm. and and you build from there Mm -hmm. I mean it didn't take us very long to build you know sometimes Mm -hmm. building can happen in 30 seconds (laughs) but you know, from from that yeah. has come a physical physicality mm. that I haven't I haven't known before. Wow. Yeah. And I think, you know, in hindsight looking back, I think a lot of times the people that we have that lust for, you just see them across the room and it's like, I got, you know, whatever is happening. Um I think usually that's like a subconscious pull to each other to work out I some stuff. Agree. Yeah. It's like to fill some sort of void or heal something. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah. That, and, and it's that not can like be, a long-term thing. Mm. That's so interesting. Or it can be, you know, if you be, work yeah. it out. But mm. I think a lot of times it's lust and, you know, you're going for it um, and things get gnarly and then everybody runs the other way. Mm. Yeah, there hasn't there hasn't been that. It's um it's been a really beautiful relationship mm-hmm. and healing and supportive, but there is a safety and just an ease and a niceness that maybe does come from not having subconscious designs mm-hmm. upon one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that always your experience in relationships or Mm. You know, like before you met your husband or before you were like your friendship with him? Like, I've never been with anyone besides my husband. <laughs> Shut up. Really? <laughs> really. Wow. <laughs> no way. I do have a child. I have, I have a an almost seven-year-old. <laughs> I've not been with anyone ever. You know, I, yeah, ca- yeah. I can't remember yes, anyone got it. Same. before yeah, my yeah. husband. Okay, I love that. Okay, I was like, wait. <laughs> He's, I just got to open up my yeah, chastity yeah. belt too. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. How has being married changed you? Like what has changed about your life and your personality? I feel a lot safer. Mm-hmm. There's something that happened um, when I got together with my husband where my body changed, my face changed, my nature changed. I think um, I'm able to be way more feminine now. Mm. You know, being a single mother of a boy and running a company, I really got thrown into my masculine. And that really, I mean, that showed up. 
in my body, in my face, in my body language, um, in the ways that I would spend my time, in the way that I would go about a spiritual practice or a physical mm-hmm. practice, um, the way that I ate. I mean, it really affected everything. So it has been this shift of really getting into the feminine and the delicate and the vulnerable. You know, he's so strong and so masculine, but I feel so safe with him. And he really is able to hear me and see me in ways that I don't think I've ever had, and certainly not with a male. And so to be able to really air out a lot of stuff that's been very scary and painful in my life. Um, I think in particular ways in which, you know, that we're feeling on this planet and we're feeling as, as the collective, but to, to be very feminine now and to be with somebody who's very masculine and to feel very safe and heard and protected is extremely healing. And I don't, and I, you know, for me particularly, but I think for any woman now to be with a man like that is what we all want and need more Mm of. Completely. How has it changed? Like you dropping into your feminine a bit more, like how has that changed how you run your business? Oh, I can really, really see it show up there. You know, I think maybe as being part of, part of being an introvert is I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a fantastic leader, um, which is unfortunate because <laughs> I, <love> <laughs> I have a business and people work there and they're great <laughs> and they deserve great leaders. Um, and the nice part is I've hired great leaders. Yeah. Um, so I think that maybe there are things about the, the vision of moon juice and how we keep moving forward that is inspirational enough to people and appealing enough to keep them there. But I've had to learn a lot. Um, about leading. I mean, I don't think I'm a great leader now by any means. I'm actually learning about leading from people that I've hired that are great leaders. Mm -hmm. So that's great. I watch them. That's changed me, but also becoming more feminine. I think I can listen more. Um, I don't feel as reactive. Mm. I feel like I have more time and space to actually sit there and hear everything and not have to react and have more patience and go home and not having, um, you know, like a very aggressive masculine chemistry in my body that's just got to like do something, fix something in the moment. Yeah. Um, so that's really valuable for it's me. Mm. It's made my life better. Yeah. Sure, it's made everybody else's life better. <laughs> I think it really, has. <laughs> I, I think they've like thanked my husband. I have one person, <gasps> Gabby, who's a project manager. She's been been with us the longest, I think. Aww. And she at the holiday party last year was like, <laughs> "Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we appreciate you <laughs> to my husband." <laughs> I think there's like a season though, like for you to be more in your masculine to start a business. Absolutely. I don't know. I mean, I would like to think that we we could do it from our feminine too, but I do think it takes that like groundedness, that steadiness to start a business. So, yeah, it's a season, I guess. Yeah, the warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and having, I mean, I had my child at the same time that Moon Juice wow. opened. So, oh, wow. So in some ways, I guess I was in the most feminine because I was yeah. breastfeeding for 
almost two years. So, and and that is, I mean, I guess that they're, you know, I don't mm. know. It was like heightened masculine and feminine all at the same time. But, yeah. you know, really in my masculine, but then also standing there shouting orders while breastfeeding, mm-hmm. which is also very feminine. When you look at the chemistry that goes on inside the body as you're breastfeeding, um, that chemistry is very feminine. That chemistry is actually that of like a 60-year-old hmm. woman. What do you mean? Well, you don't, I mean, you do not have high testosterone. There is not oh. the chemistry of like, let's go out and fight and fuck and make more babies and um, mm. get frisky and go out into the woods and work. It's um, chemistry to keep you a little cozier, a little more tired, mm-hmm. feeling like you want to just curl up and nurse your baby until they're safe and they can make it before you go out. And so. Mm. You should read children's books. Your voice is like, and your cadence of speech is insane. I do read children's books you should. every night. Every night. <laughs> Literally, but your voice and cadence over. of speech is like a fucking dream. I agree. You just like, mm-hmm. I'm like. <laughs> every word. Every word. Okay. I want to take it back a little bit. Yeah. From the beginning. Okay. Grew up in New York and Chelsea, right? Mm-hmm. And then your mother. So were your parents together? Because I know your mother worked with Betsy Johnson, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, my parents were together. Okay. Yeah. And are they still together? Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Were you an only child? Um, n- no, I have a brother who is almost 10 years younger than me. Oh, really? Yeah. Were you guys alike? No, we are not alike. He had severe learning disabilities growing up and... Again, you know, in the age of allopathic classification, I don't know if I believe Mm -hmm. any of it or if anyone really knows what's going on with Mm -hmm. the mind and how to help us because I actually don't believe the mind is separate from the gut or the soul or, Mm. um, but in, in those classical terms, I don't know what it is now, if it's Asperger's or autism. Mm. So, you know, that was really a challenge for him and still is. And my parents. Yeah. So we're very different. Did it give you like a sense of independence almost because was like more attention on him? Maybe independence is the polite way to put it. Mm. I think I can probably look back and see ways in which I really acted out Mm. um, as, as a young teen Perhaps that was a, yeah. a cry for attention. I don't know what that was. That was a um, rebel too. Yeah. Maybe that would have happened anyway. Mm. Yeah. No, it was, it, was, it was a difficult scene growing up. Anyone who's ever, maybe there are people listening, but anyone who's ever grown up with a sibling or a child in a household who just has really extreme behavioral stuff, it's very challenging like you're living in a war zone Mm -hmm. you see i mean you feel the effects on yourself you see the effects on this beautiful little child that was born into the world um feeling that way and then you see the effects on your parents and their relationship so Mm. yeah 
My mom, her brother was severely handicapped. So I know, and he was born like two years after her. Mm-hmm. He lived in a crib. So it's a different than the emotional way of acting out, but he lived in a crib, like in his parents' room, his like whole life. Wow. So I really see how like that affected my mom and the way my mom is, because it's like, you know, you're born and then there's this person that's born that really everything goes to them. Yeah. You have to take care of them. So it's, you know, that's really hard. And um, I can imagine what, like, wanting to escape, you know, especially. Yeah. Too. That I did. That you did. <laughs> and how did you do that? <laughs> well, I, you know, I really had no interest in going to university. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of interest in learning, but signing up for another four years of an educational system that did not work for mm-hmm. me um, did not seem interesting at all. So I went up traveling. I went up studying as I was traveling, but the traveling went on and on and finding little odd jobs and interests while doing that. Uh, I mean, I think about it now and I was 17 or 18 and like one way ticket to Mm -hmm. Italy. There weren't smartphones. I don't think I could actually do this now. You know, I was thinking of this the other day. I was feeling really sensitive about like mean, mean things Mm. that someone had like said on the internet or like, I don't, you know, it was just like really Mm. mild. That's usually not where I go, but I was feeling a little rattled and sensitive. And then I just kind of had this moment of like, whoa, pull it together. You've gotten really soft. There was a time when, you know, and I flashed back to, you don't have a smartphone. You don't speak the language. You don't know anybody. There aren't really computers. You've got a one-way ticket and like some traveler's checks, like welcome to life. And I was able to do that or ways in which Mm. I could, you know, be strange and different in high school, in, in the 90s, you know, and like made out with a girl before bisexuality was cool mm-hmm. or trending i don't it, mm-hmm. is it cool and trending now i hope I so yeah, i feel I like it, it is I yeah so. it, yeah i think so it's but more I, accepted now 100 but i feel like back then maybe i don't know because i did it too in high school and i was like i think i did it just for guys mm. you know now i think there might be hopefully people are more exploratory and that they're wondering maybe if this is something that they'd want to pursue or maybe they'd want to you know there's a fluidity of sexuality that's mm-hmm. more accepted but i feel like back then it for me personally we like did it for guys <laughs> literally it's like do you want to see us kiss <laughs> we're like 14 <laughs> so nasty i think one of my friends first kiss was a girl mm. just for guys <laughs> yeah that's what i said i wasn't doing it for guys yeah yeah <laughs> well i'm always so fascinated by people who know that like college isn't for them, mm-hmm. like still want to learn and no college isn't for them and don't fall. I don't, victim's the wrong word, but for me, I was just like, oh, I have to mm-hmm. yeah. because my parents expect me to. And I didn't have that awareness to say, cause I don't know if it was for me. I, I honestly don't know if it would have changed it. I mean, I've met people. It's more about the connections and the mm-hmm. experiences outside of the classroom that I think shaped me. But yeah, I'm always so fascinated. Like, did you have any, like, were your parents supportive? Like, did you have any doubts about that? I, you know, I think I had, I had had such a rough go of it all 
Mm-hmm. And I think my parents were having such a rough go mm-hmm. of it that, you know, come graduation, it was like, whoa, bye. Everybody yeah. was happy to mm-hmm. just, you know. Um, Disengage and kind of go there. Yeah, yeah. kind of do, do their thing. Um, although, you know, I think back on my mom. I really have a new appreciation for her ability to just wave mm. goodbye to me at the airport. I mean, having a child now who's going to be seven, it's like, well, I, don't, I don't know if in 11 years I would just drive him to LAX and say goodbye. So I thank her for that, mm. that she, um, despite it all, despite all of my rebellious behavior and contentious nature of whatever happens between parents and children can happen between mm-hmm. parents and children that, you know, she had enough faith and respect for me to really let me, let me go. Yeah. That's major. Yeah. I yeah. think about that a lot with parents. I don't know if my parents is what their place of like allowing me to do whatever I want comes from, but I think that is like the most important thing that you can just love them enough to like, let them go, you mm-hmm. know, after your 18 years or whatever, to freely explore whatever they want to explore and be their own person mm-hmm. without your opinion or without your pressure. You know what I mean? I think that's like the greatest love that you could give a child. Yeah. I think, you know, Italy with, with no phones and stuff is, is on another level, but think about how impactful that was for you. Absolutely. You know, and faith in you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What kind of rebellious stuff were you doing? Just like attitude or? Mm, there was attitude. There were psychedelics. Mm. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get psychedelics? Well, this is really interesting. I actually got psychedelics from doctors in New York hmm. who were parents of a friend of mine. Not even like a very good friend. Totally. Um, but they were psychologists and it's like what they're doing. One, yeah. of, one of them it's worked like so at NYU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is now, you know, I'm halfway through kind of a dry, I don't know, maybe it's, I think it's, it's great for the world to read. I'm finding it a little dry. Michael Pollan's new book. Mm. But maybe that's the point is to be a little scientific and mm-hmm. dry and mm-hmm. factual. Yeah. Interesting, interesting world of Interesting world of psychedelics. It seems like a common thread with a lot of like really great people that we interview is like the experiences that they've had with plant medicine or psychedelics, like Mm -hmm. LSD acid, stuff like that. So like an openness and a willingness to kind of explore that. And it, I don't know, I, I can imagine like from my experiences, it gives you like a sense of understanding that the world is so complex. So there's like a fearlessness that you may get. Mm-hmm. Um, with it because it's like everything's kind of like silly when you think about it. I think that it really drove me to, I mean, having those experiences um, and by myself, because mm-hmm. I still am an introvert, whether it's social media or, you know, psychedelics as a child. <laughs> um, having a lot of those experiences by myself drove me towards at a very young age, wanting to find meditation mm. and actually not wanting to do drugs at all and not put these substances into my brain. There was some appreciation of nature and something larger than myself and something that was there and was always going to be there. And you put the like magic mushroom goggles on and you can see it, but it really became 
a desire of mine quite early, still as a teenager, to reach those places and to have that understanding and that sensitivity without the drug. And so that, that became my challenge. Um, mm. And I'm, I'm still inspired by that. Although I think I'm living in probably like a, a natural, I'm like naturally micro dosing mm. all the time and really don't, yeah. don't want or need other substances to get there, you know? My mind feels really open. So I am grateful for those plants that blew me open at such a young age to just show me, you know, drop drop pins on the map of my mind to show me that like, wow, the mind really is much bigger than what we're using. Yeah. Did you always have like an expansive sense of like what your life could become? I really wanted to be happy. You know, I think that I was so unhappy mm-hmm. as a teenager and deeply unhappy that I had one very clear goal, which was to be happy. And that that was success for me. So I had no desire to finish any type of school or get a degree. I had no idea what I was going to do and I didn't really care I wanted to be happy and part of that happiness, I could feel in my heart what that felt like and I could, you know, sort of hold that feeling. Um, but certainly having having a healthy family mm-hmm. was part of that. Being a mom was part of that. But outside of that, I really, I mean, I didn't even know if I, if I was going to, if I could find happiness. So um, when I went after that, and really did start to find balance in my mind and my body. And from that place, really starting to feel like this natural flow of contentedness that lived inside of me and to feel really that that was my natural state. I mean, that's really where Moon Juice came from, was finding that, tapping into that, and that happiness was not, you know like a, a bumper sticker, happiness was not memorizing all of the Ram Dass quotes. Happiness was not, you know, performing a certain way in yoga class. Happiness is also not green, green juice and, you know, whatever that picture of wellness is. Happiness really was using diagnostics to figure out that um, I had hormonal imbalances and that my endocrine system was not fully functioning. Happiness became gut health and really diving deeply into what had happened to my gut, you know, as a child taking antibiotics and certain foods that I was eating. And so really undoing a lot of the toxins that were in my body, you know, exiting that, rebalancing the gut, eating healthy fats, waking the endocrine system back up. And that was a combination of supplements and acupuncture and meditation and lots of things, but really balancing out hormones Mm -hmm. in the body was major. And Mm -hmm. from there to actually be in a healthy body, you can access peace. It's like you're at home. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. talk a lot about hormones and both of us, Krista especially, has had experience balancing mm-hmm. her hormones. Mm-hmm. But I feel like once you feel better or know that you can feel better, it is that sense of peace and openness that you mm-hmm. haven't felt before. 
and to know that you can control that mm-hmm. or like affect it, not control, but to know that, cause I had hormonal issues too. So knowing that like I could naturally heal my body and that my body was listening to everything that I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just like doing drugs and then, you know, I don't know. It was just like it all affected everything. So I had the same experience. So you got tested and your hormones were. Yeah. Yeah. And that really is my recommendation Mm -hmm. for people out there today is if you're not feeling content, if you don't have energy running through you and you've taken the drugs and the alcohol off the scene, you've taken the, you know, flamingly toxic relationships or work things or whatever, you know, you've protected yourself from that. You've cleaned up your diet. You've, you know, maybe you're walking. I'm, I don't even mm-hmm. think you need to go exercise per se, but you're walking, getting fresh air and you don't feel this flame of vitality coming through you, then go, go get a blood test. See what's going on. You know, to have that knowledge, it doesn't mean that you've got to go on some wild path with a lot of medication, but it's a great indication of what is happening. Mm. There are really simple ways to balance your hormones. Mm. Yes. I kind of want to talk about the, was moon juice a download? Was Mm -hmm. it just like kind of born out of your experience with healing your body and wanting to feel happy and at home and good in, in your body? Yeah. What well, did that feel like? To yeah. Kind of well, you know, I was, um, I worked in kitchens. Mm-hmm. I was a cook and, and a chef. So I had the, the culinary skill set to make things. Um, and then I was also on my healing journey. So I was juicing all the time and juice cleansing, um, making nut milks at home and putting things like maca and ashwagandha. Were you in um, LA? I was in LA. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you hear about that stuff? Like, you know, there's many years of working with, working with different healers, reading crazy books. I mean, I feel like this was before the internet really ramped up. I mean, you couldn't just go to the store and get maca. I was ordering it by mail. In a catalog? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there was, there was the internet, but like we weren't, you know, we weren't, we didn't have phones. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Amazon did exist. I don't know. I didn't know about it. Um, I had a flip phone. Oh, Same. yes, of course. Motorola. <laughs> this color it was sick. It was like this big. I kind of want off. that flip phone back. I know. So much easier. Yeah. So much easier. God. I remember when we paid extra to have it be color. What was color like, was yours? It was gold, but the, the screen was in color. Oh. oh. So it was like we had black and white, and I was like, I'm going to pay more because this has a color screen. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like my screensaver was like a fish tank. I was like, check it out. It was like fish. <laughs> Dude, it was crazy. I was like, oh, this is color. <laughs> How far we've come? Little things. Little things. <laughs> <laughs> so you were cooking. I was cooking and then, you know, juicing on the side and um, getting into all of these things. And there was such a schism between enjoyment and hospitality and beauty and deliciousness and then health. And health was like weird people, weird smells, weird lighting, nowhere I could go out. 
and enjoy something, nothing tastes. I knew how to make everything taste good, but I couldn't quite hop to the other side of the juice counter to like help mm. them out. And I was really sick of making all of these delicious smoothies like alone at home, which is surprising for an introvert. Yeah, literally. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was quite happy like, I doing it. I just want it someone to make it for me. <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, but then it was like, sometimes you want to go meet a friend and I just like, yeah. didn't want alcohol or caffeine or cheese. And those are like the only options to go out and socialize. <laughs> really? Cheese. I haven't had cheese in mm-hmm. so long. I know. Me I had cheese yesterday. It was really what good. What was it like? What do you eat? What kind of cheese? I had some goat cheese. Okay, cool. Okay. It's delicious. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. Yeah. I just I've never not, liked that. I would want to know, like, do you, are you pretty picky about where you're obviously cheese, but other things mm-hmm. are sourced and how do you go about doing it? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm super picky about it and really enjoy mm-hmm. it and... Um, so obviously herbs, you know, the herbs that we bring, bring to moon juice, I'm like the pickiest and we source from all over the world, but my own food, very picky about it. And then, and then, you know, I go away for the weekend and I had French fries four times <laughs> in three days. Classic Tara. Tara Their fries are the best. Um, <laughs> So were you always like that or were you very strict at one point? No, I was very strict. Oh. I was, when I was, you know, in my healing crisis, which, which went on for a long time, mm. um, I was super strict and then would like go and enjoy something and be a little afraid, a little afraid that like, I just went and had that pizza or had ice cream or whatever. Oh my God, is it all going to come crumbling down and I'm going to wake up and be inflamed and depressed mm. and, you know, oh God, everything I've worked so hard for. And I think that I was like that also with my spiritual practice for a while. Um, and so both those things I've been able to really ground into and trust my body and trust my mind and feel really comfortable and appreciate the stability of my health and well-being so that um, I can have French fries four times in three days. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hurts a little bit. Like I have like a little bit of brain frog. Isn't yeah. it crazy to like brain, really brain be able frog. to observe? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah, no, I can feel it. I can yeah. feel it a little bit, but it doesn't scare me because yeah. I can easily yeah. eat, clean it up and enjoy enjoy the little french fry hangover and you know life life moves on mm. do you think yeah. being in love has affected that like your ability to just be like okay and just uh, be certainly like more flexible certainly I could being see that. in being in love makes everything Got a better in love bubble around you <laughs> well, that's good because so you know we're married and have um a kid it's actually yeah. my favorite thing is marriages and family can be really sexy and fun. The best thing is Mm -hmm. more like Legoland or, you know, some like really God awful weird, Mm -hmm. like American family thing, Mm -hmm. like a playground or something. And, um, our kid is running around and we're just like making out like it's the second <laughs> date and amazing. all the parents are looking I'm like oh you know sitting on his lap yeah, <laughs> right. that. with like Legos everywhere you're making wearing, out you're wearing like a little cloth like it's <laughs> got best. like hickeys yes because um, I think your children should see that yeah oh. No, like have, your children should see you in love, should see you affectionate. Like absolutely, mm. yeah, yeah. So Amazing. it can, it can. Everybody is like afraid out there to. Well, once you have children, you know, it's done. 
it's not hot anymore. It's it's not true. I've actually been having a lot of sex talks with my son. Tell me more. Well, because, you know, we're talking about having another baby. And so, you know, how do you make the baby? Mm-hmm. We, I ordered um, my favorite book. Where did I come from? Oh, I've oh, never heard that. Have you guys not read that? No. Oh. What do they say? Well, they actually do a really great job of explaining what sex feels like for the people making babies. Because I started to go at it on my own, and there were a lot of questions. I was like, well, let's just get this book from the yeah, 70s like, or whatever right. that really helped me. Try. It's from the 70s? <laughs> I think so. So yeah. does it say like that people actually... Is it like sex, sex? Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. penis, it's a vagina. Wow. And sometimes, and I can actually remember this being his age and seeing this book, but they do a really great job of explaining that sex feels tickly and it feels really good and it feels very cozy. And so oh. I fall back oh. upon those words as, so as I'm quizzed on. Um, so <laughs> have you guys been practicing sex? A little yeah, a little. I had to. I had to admit. Yes, we. Yes, that's what happens when you try to wow. make a baby, and he, it's just really normalized. He's like cool. really like healthy and cool about it, and like, oh, well. So does it feel tickly and cozy? I'm like, yep, feels tickly and cozy. <laughs> <laughs> a few other. And he's just like, it's. He seems really good. That's so cool. I'm sure totally he's normal. Like special. Yeah, tickly and cozy. All right. I'm sure he, and he goes to, do you mosaic school? No, he goes to um, Waldorf. Waldorf. Yeah. What's the mosaic school? I think it's another one in Culver. Okay. But what's the, what's a Waldorf education like? Cause I like, I want it, but I don't know why. Yeah. Well, so they let the, um, Rudolf Steiner had great ideas about how to let the child develop spiritually Mm. and physically and mentally without enforcing reading and writing and these sort of forced Mm. behaviors. So my son will be starting first grade next year. And that's when he's going to start, you know, after seven is when you start learning to read and write and just these more formalized. So you let the imagination really go. There's a difference, you know, he's able to, I mean, he's not on devices all the time. Mm -hmm. Although I do watch movies with him sometimes, which is not part of the Waldorf <laughs> recommendations. <laughs> I <need> a break. <laughs> we will watch movies sometimes. And eat fries. And eat fries. And go in chlorine pools. And God, yeah. I'm so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't make it into the chlorinated pool. Mm-mm, I'm good on all that. God yeah. bless my husband. It's like so thick, the water. It's so thick. You like touch it, it's like... It's so it's thick. Like it's like gelatinous, man. It fucking makes me pee. It's gross. <laughs> Everyone's peeing. Yeah. Let's just be real. Everyone's peeing in the pool. Except for my son. Really? What a sweetheart. It's really sweet. He also won't pee in the bath or the shower. Oh. Um, and he'll always, you know, like, I really got to pee and hop out of the bath. And I'm like, oh, my God. So polite. What a so polite. I mean, he's a Virgo. Mm. He's a Virgo. I am too. So he'll probably n- never pee in mm-hmm. the bath or the pool. Follow those rules. <laughs> <laughs> so true. What does it feel like to nourish your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you Especially. make for the family? What oh my that God. Mean? Isn't it, that the cool? I would, it's I'm like, the best. I would find so much joy. It is <laughs> the best. And I have a husband who will eat 
He will That's just hot. eat so hot. hot. It's hot. also hot when he so eats hot. and then just has like a, the resting six pack that's always there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all it's, right. it's hot. All right, Amanda. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Making out at Legoland. <laughs> it's hot and it's also interesting. Very. I'm like, how much do I have to feed you for you to lose that six pack, man? (laughs) (laughs) It hasn't happened yet. That's Um, amazing. It's really nice. It's what I love to do. I love to cook. I love to feed. I love to watch people eat and to have my, my two dudes just eat. Well, my son is like, he's a very finicky eater, but, mm. some, but my husband comes in and really like satisfies me by eating it all. Mm. Um, it's the nicest thing. Cool. I think that's what I do to relax. That's my version of the spa relaxing. I don't know. I think some people maybe like to go out to a restaurant and mm. eat and that's like a form of self-care. I love to cook and watch my family eat. Do you do all the recipes for everything? Yeah. These are life, Sorry. by the way. Yeah. Literally, almost 30 Podcast is brought to you by... Honestly. Crisps. <laughs> I probably, I'm not I joking. $250 a month on crisps. No joke. Wow. My boyfriend's like, you have crisp breath again. I love <laughs> What them. is crisp breath? Just like... Oh, because it feels so like I get neutral and, and nice. And then the, um, the green ones. Oh, the green, green ones are, are a little, little stronger. And the they green, they have a little tang. There's but a little like fermentation it. happening yeah. in that. Do you, are you, did you think of all of everything? Yeah, you know, I, um, that it's been an evolution. These recipes have kind of evolved over the years. And so I really do have to give a shout out to Blanca Mm -hmm. in the kitchen who, um, has been with me since the beginning. So she, we have like a really concise secret, I guess it's not secret, Mm -hmm. but it's just a really concise language of like, I'll come up with an idea and throw it out to her in an email. She'll be, you know, on the ground in Mm -hmm. the kitchen and send out a few samples and I'll get them and taste it. And it's like, Ooh, let's just tweak that and like dial that down. So I think there's a real language that starts Mm -hmm. to happen in a kitchen that Mm -hmm. is the moon kitchen language. And there have been incredible people over the years. There was this man named Leo. I don't even know if he was human. I feel like mm-hmm. he was an avatar or yeah. something. Yeah, like a starseed. Yeah, he was. He was. He was like this angelic being that came through the Moon Juice kitchen. Um, and he did beautiful things with food. So, yeah, I'm the mother, the mother of the recipes and the juices and the milks and some of the early food. I mean, that straight up was just like me pregnant alone <laughs> in my underwear, like making those recipes. Wow. That's amazing. Incredible. What's next for Moon Juice? Like, what does it feel like to yeah. have kind of this baby that's become now a child? That and is, is it, I know I have huge. two of them. Huge, I have two of them. What? Oh, your baby. But, uh, yes, yeah. Moon Juice and my child started at the same the time. Same time. So I know. Can you believe it? Like, did you always think that you would be this successful? Well, it's such an interesting question. It's also really interesting feedback for me because when I hear people say like, did you know you would be this successful? I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. I'm successful. Like it, it hasn't really hit in. And I still feel like I don't ever get enough done in a day and it's not moving fast enough and we're not really where we're meant to be. So 
that just might be who I am. Yeah. yeah. And it may always feel like that. Um, I don't think I've like stopped to really pat myself on the back and, and do all that. Although I did the day that I got married, I looked at my husband and I was like, Oh my God, this is a really healthy, kind, strong, masculine man that wants to mm-hmm. marry me. So that's an accomplishment. Yeah, that I was like a that. personal, like, okay, I must actually be healthy and feminine and loving and trustworthy and deserving. To, yeah, yeah. To have this man commit to not only me, but also my son. Um, so that was a moment when I really stopped and, and, and hopefully I'll have a moment like that with this moon is your moment, honey. We this is her. We, we love the need. rainbow, Chris. We love. I love every single it's thing crazy. you guys have. It's crazy. I live down the street from the Venice one. Oh, amazing! And there's such okay. peanuts in there. Yeah, they're, they're so, so sweet. Cute. They all are. They are so sweet. They're so like versed. Everyone at Moon Juice is incredible. That's actually, you know what? That's a moment I've had where I can look around mm. and all of these incredibly accomplished, talented, razor sharp, smart women that want to work at Moon Juice, you know, and love it and really band together and work. I mean, that really is a moment. I've had moments like that. Just in this last six months where I've looked around and I've seen the work that's able to happen without me micromanaging, without me in there and really just north starring everything, that's huge, actually. I can take that moment. Um, That's the dream. That is the dream. You know, it doesn't mean that my job goes away. It just means that I get to really focus on expanding and um, talking to a larger audience. I'm like going going on tour this year. My husband's a musician. So, you know, t- tour life also extends to um, me this year and I will be at many Sephora's. Cool. Around America and Nordstrom's. And um, it's kind of amazing. You know, it it sounds awful to an introvert. (laughs) Probably actually just sounds like maybe awful to anyone. Um, But I have to say, (laughs) you don't even have to be an introvert. (laughs) Um, But I have to say, I love it. Yeah. It's incredible. It actually has given me um, this revival of energy to keep doing what I'm doing, um, to get out of the wellness space, to get out of New York and LA, to find people that, um, you know, don't think that, I don't, you know, to, to find people that actually just are looking to mitigate some stress in their life. Um, haven't heard of all of these plants. Don't do all of the meditations. They're just like there to pick up some volumizing shampoo <laughs> and some mascara and have heard of herbs that can help their life. I mean, like that's the conversation that's really exciting to me yeah. right now. Yeah. I know we're finding that out on tour too, like just the human, like the connection and Mm -hmm. knowing that like what you're doing is impacting people in some way. So yes, it's exhausting, but in the best way. In the best way. In the best way. Yeah. So that's so interesting. And I think Taro from Four Sigmatic talks about it too, like being able to like 
teach the people that don't have the access mm-hmm. to it and really not dumbing it down, but just having, you know, your dust be like a gateway, mm-hmm. you know, be that first introduction to feeling better, to understanding that like simplifying can be the answer. You don't have to turn to drugs and absolutely all the mm-hmm. things, but that's, that's absolutely really powerful. Yeah. Um, I know our girls will kill us if we don't ask about health stuff. Oh, okay. Because you're like the guru. What's your like morning routine like? What do you do? Um, my morning routine is, God, my morning routine's like really turned into just nitty gritty, like mm. get what I can get done. I think um, there is this, so I want to demystify the thing of, you know, to be in wellness, to be well, to be participating in self-care needs to look a certain way and cost a certain amount Mm. and um, take a certain amount of time. And like, did you get that selfie? Is that was it? No, it's not like that at all. I wake up, I get my kid ready, pack his lunch. I'm cooking breakfast for him and my husband, which is usually grain-free pancakes with lots of blueberries and like the lots of raw butter. They do that. And then I do um, a drink with dust. So pretty much every morning I have spirit dust and sex dust. I do a teaspoon of that. I do three scoops of vegan collagen. It's new. It's finally out on the streets. Mm-hmm. I've been using it for a year, but do what three scoops. It is made of, it's like the plumping jelly serum that we sell that's a topical oh, for yeah. your face, but it's basically the ingestible version. Cool. So it's um, silver-eared mushroom, hyaluronic acid, and tocotrienols. Cool. So it blends up really creamy and milky into a drink, but it is stimulating your own collagen production in your body and protecting the collagen that you have and hydrating your skin from the inside out with the plumping hyaluronic acid and tocotrienol. So I'll do um, three scoops of that. And then I'm just loving freeze-dried coffee right now. Here's my wellness, my wellness oh. tip. <laughs> You're like, have you heard of coffee, mate? Y'all ready for this? <laughs> freeze-dried coffee. <laughs> what is freeze-dried coffee? I think it's just coffee that's literally freeze-dried. So they're like little crispy crystals of organic coffee. And you just use huh. that? Um, I put, well, I put that in the blender okay. with the um, spirit dust and the sex dust and the vegan collagen and a little. I mean, I don't do tons of the coffee. I do a little bit of coffee. And hot water. Put yeah. that into the blender. It's the most delicious drink. Mm-hmm. It really gets me going. And then, I don't know, I have like a few bites of the male breakfast happening mm-hmm. on the uh-huh. table. And then, um, God bless my husband who takes my son to camp nice. and school in the morning. Says hi to all the parents. Like the, yeah. I, I feel like the scene there would be overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. I can't. No, I, I <laughs> Is can't. everyone famous? No, oddly, nobody's famous. <laughs> For you. <laughs> nobody's famous at our Waldorf. What the heck? heck? <laughs> Switch to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody's famous. Um, I cannot, actually. That is not, that was not a good way for me to start my mornings. Um, I, I love all the parents. I really do. It's a good group of parents. But in the same way that starting my morning at school as a child didn't work for me, like dropping off and being 
late always and having to sign in and having the security guard like tease us because we're late and then being so sorry to miss Sage and the look of disappointment. <laughs> you know, it's just yes. like, this doesn't work for me. So my husband does it and they're on time oh, cool. every morning. <laughs> um, and then I, I meditate when he does that. I don't know, just to like put aside any, I'm like really into debunking um, wellness fantasies Love lately. That. So meditation looks like me prying myself off my phone, which is difficult. That's when I'm like, whoa, the addiction is so real. Yeah, so fucking real. That I just kind of have to, you know, like smack myself in the face to get myself off the phone for 20 minutes to sit down and meditate. And I get that done. And sometimes I really don't want to do it. Sometimes it sucks, you know, it's like brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not reaching any cosmic states while doing it. Um, no psychedelic experiences in the morning, like no incense burning. I don't have a cool yoga outfit on. Um, just really plain, normal, 20 minutes, quiet, eyes closed. And then that's done and I'm usually a little bit late and I'm flying out the door. To go to work? To go to work. Okay. Yeah. Where's your, where's your guys' office? Um, you guys we, office? Yep. Okay. We have an office in Culver City. So sometimes cool. I'm in the office. Sometimes I'm doing something like this with you guys mm -hmm. kind of all over. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Meditation is number one. Yeah. Did you meditate from a young age? No, I didn't meditate from a young age. I started meditating, um, I guess, when I was in my late teens. Struggled and fumbled a little bit to find mm -hmm. something that worked for me um, and that I could stick with. So I really appreciate that it feels inaccessible and obnoxious and like it doesn't really work. But, you know, I can say that it really does work. And I can also say that I've tried so many different types of meditation mm -hmm. and they all work. Yeah. They all take you to a nice place. So whatever resonates with you, really like anything Anything that you feel like you can stand slightly, that's mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. that's your one. And it does work. And, and something that I, you know, shifted my perspective around meditation. Um, I think for, I had a stride of a few years in there where like everything was feeling so cosmic and wild and psychedelic and exciting. And then that stopped. And I got really bored. And I thought like, ugh, is this the wrong type of meditation? Am I doing something wrong? And then I settled into this other thing, you know, where it wasn't about the experience that I was having during the meditation. It was actually just getting it done to clean out the mind, unstress a little bit, mm -hmm. and then move on with life. And what I noticed was that life started to feel a lot more psychedelic and cosmic and wild and open. And, um, you know, it flipped at some point and the meditation is like a bit, bit sleepy and, you know, they're not mm -hmm. all like that, but mm -hmm. the daily maintenance thing, um, it's really like taking, taking vitamins yeah, or brushing your teeth. It's not like an ecstatic experience always as like the vitamins are sliding down your throat and <laughs> here comes the 
water. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's pretty cool when you, you know, have more yeah. energy and maybe your hair is growing a little bit faster and like you're feeling good and you mm-hmm. get blood tests mm-hmm. and your hormone panels are steady. Yes. So I think wow. meditation is kind of like that. Yeah. It's necessary. Wellness is like doing your best. <laughs> Just yeah. like doing what you can if you want just to. Just doing, doing what you can if you want to pretty <laughs> much know? sums it up. Doing fries what you can <laughs> if you want to. And then fries and chlorine. Fries and chlorine. <laughs> last, last question for me. What's something else you want to demystify about wellness? I think it's really just it doesn't look a certain way. It doesn't belong to a certain group of people. You don't have to purchase anything Um, And it's not the same for everyone. There's not one size fits all, you know, when it comes to self-care. I guess like demystifying self-care right now, especially as the virtues of social media is that we can all connect and talk to each other and spread ideas. I mean, you look at political movements that are happening in social media um, and, you know, awareness that comes up, but then there's... And there's the gross side of it, which is this staged marketing that happens around these movements. So self-care does not look really, self-care does not really look like that. You know, I don't know, baths with rose petals Mm -hmm. and that's not my self-care. Same. I did that one time. I had to like clean up the rose puddles for like half hour. Yeah. That's (laughs) not self-care. Oh, same. (laughs) I was like scooping them up for like a week and then my bath looked like I like got from the beach or so much sand in it. I know. It's like, and I didn't even get a picture. (laughs) This sucks. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Self-care for me is cooking for my family. I really, I really like that. You know, um, self-care is also spending the entire weekend inside, not doing anything and like emptying out all of my drawers in the kitchen and like throwing things away and getting rid of clothes. And, you know, I don't know. I think self-care sounds like a really fancy word um, and inaccessible, but it's really like what makes you feel comfortable? What is going to reconnect you to yourself? What makes you feel safe and happy? What will turn on the parasympathetic nervous system? And for some people that is like getting a $200 massage or getting their nails done or something. For me, it's just never going to be that. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to look like that. Yeah. So um, I think just don't let the hashtags throw you off self-care Sunday, you know, whatever. It's like just whatever makes you happy and comfortable and brings you contentedness, just more of that. Mm. Good one. Amen. That was our opening quote. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, thank you for being here and making the time. Yeah, Yeah, this was a damn delight. Yeah, Yeah, for a long time. Me too. Thank you guys. Um, So how can people connect with you? whether it's you and Moon Juice company. You can find Moon Juice. I I don't know, I guess Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you can find us on Instagram if you're not in LA. If you are in LA, we've got three shops in Venice and on Melrose Place and in Silver Lake. Um, You can find me on Instagram. I'm like, kind of the boring introvert yeah so let's see <laughs> i'm on instagram too but it's I a lot of like amanda. husband kid oh, stuff that's what yes. like. that's the best. what's your handle amanda chantal bacon 
Perfect. Well, my name, Never my, my name is Amanda. I'm going to practice saying it out loud. I'm learning how to pronounce my my new last oh, name. So cute. Amanda Rogov. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's them. Oh, come on. Looking for that six-pack picture. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to hit up the stories, girl. Hit up those stories, He doesn't honey. let me post them. <laughs> He's like, that's just for us. So cute. I mean, too much. But I, Chanel made me post that. So. Too <laughs> casual. <laughs> I love you, honey. I mean. Beautiful. Stunning angel. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, Life all right. is good. You're the best. And then you can find me at yeah. Sephora and Nordstrom's. Oh, yeah, what's all over the, the what's your, like, United dates? States of America. Cool. <laughs> what's the dates? Uh, yeah. You know, the dates will be posted, okay. I guess, on, put on Moon Juice. Website. Yeah, and we'll share Moon Juice. If you're on okay. Moon Juice, you just, you know, they'll post the dates. I'll be the introvert in the back of the store. I didn't know you sold it. Sephora, do you? Yeah. How major is that? Yeah, that's, that's major. major. Yeah. I mean, congratulations. Wait, has that been happening for a while? And what do you sell there? Um, it, ha- it has been happening for a little while. We started with it dust, but they just launched our skincare, which is wow. exclusive with them, which is awesome. And they will be carrying Super U, which is our capsule. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Saw that today. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's incredible. Like worth getting on the road and talking about. 100%. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. You need to wear a shirt so people know it's you. <laughs> you know, you're so casual. Like, people need to know who this is. <laughs> Do you know who this is? I think that's the best part. Yeah. That I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ever- oh. Everyone's going to love you. I know. That's so exciting. I know. So hopefully I'll, I'll see you guys out there. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. meet you on the road. Yeah. yeah. We'll come ransack you. <laughs> All right. Thank you again. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Wow. Queen of queen moon of, Queen of my heart. Yeah, she's the best. She's so cool. I'm so happy for her and her son and her beautiful relationship. She deserves it. Mm-hmm. And she's an interesting story, which I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate too. Love a good story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're pumped to see you on tour. We have some events upcoming. Um, we have the Kelly Levesque Charity Lighten event that's happening on the 25th. I open up, so there's a few more tickets for that. So maybe you, you could hopefully get one. I don't mind to see them see like an asshole when I say that, but that's the truth. And then August 8th, we had the Female Founders event. So that is going to be an event about uh, entrepreneurship, about building a brand and business as a female, working with your best friend. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different topics there. So that's happening on the 8th at Sage Wellness. Tickets are available on our website. And then on the 11th, we have our event in Seattle at the Riveter with um, Natalie Miles. Going to be very special. That's going to be very spiritual, witchy, all about uh, finding your um, spirit guide. Mm-hmm. I just there was some girl in the group that um, was talking about talking to her spirit guides, and it's been really comforting yeah, it and it's worked. That's so cute for her. Try um, to talk to your spirit guides. I talk to Justin's spirit guide a lot. Oh, do you? Yeah, I'm like, can you help me? <laughs> help me here. Literally, I'm like, Sophia, please. <laughs> I'm like, I feel so alone. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. If you love this episode, oh, what? Want to do the review? Oh, so sorry. Review of the week. My bad. We got a real, real good review. We're off the from go. Lauren Carly S. From Canada. Our favorite Yo. place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what a country is. <laughs> I period love period this period show period. 
five stars. This is my absolute favorite podcast. These girls are amazing and they feel like family to me. They have such great guests on the show and so much content that really resonates with me. The wellness spirituality conversations are informative and just speak to me. I recommend this podcast to everyone all the time. Wow. What a sweet darling. Thank you, honey. If we're in, uh, where in Canada, does it say? It doesn't say. Well, maybe you can come to Seattle. If we're like family, have us over for dinner. Yeah, honestly, we'll come to you. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for sharing with your friends. Yeah, truly. That's like how we grow. Um, And if you haven't already, rate and review on iTunes. iTunes. It helps us so much. Um, Okay. We'll see you on the road. See you in this Facebook group. We love you. Bye.